coming to CuriosityStream. Go on an adventure, 66 million years in the making, with Dino Week. From new discoveries about the dinosaurs we thought we knew, to the mind-blowing species still being unearthed, and the controversial discovery that could rewrite history, did dinosaurs survive longer than imagined? Dino Week on CuriosityStream. And with monthly, annual, and bundled pricing plans, find the one that works for you at CuriosityStream.com. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Pod Ones Podcast. I am Luke. And yes, we don't have Char. This is this is Chase. Hello. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Chase. Close enough to Char. It's like a couple letters <laughs> off. Uh, 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 but no, uh, I am a fellow Star Wars TikToker. Um, you can follow me at Forward Into the Black, as it says right there. Um, I talk about lots of... Uh, interesting deep dives into the star wars and also lots about the starships and stuff like that but yeah yeah absolutely thanks for filling in i appreciate it uh let's get into the episode shall we let's do it never would have made it as obi-wan's battle but you might make it as mine Hello again. We are going to bring in our guest. Uh, We have one that is running late, but uh, we'll be here soon. Camilla Boriakowicki. Hello, Hello, Camilla. Hello, hello. Camilla. Camilla. How's it going? Good. How are you both? Oh, you know, just dandy. We're going to talk about your girl Padme today. The are you excited? Person in the galaxy. Oh, so excited! I think. Oh, it's gonna be. Day. It's gonna be so much fun. So so much fun. Uh, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it for both of you for coming on. Of course. Um, hopefully, our third third guest makes it. Um, but I'm gonna ask Camilla first. Um, what got you into this little thing that we like to call Star Wars? Oh man. Um, it was actually the Force Awakens is is what I credit to really getting me into Star Wars. Or not even like really get honestly, I would actually say TikTok, actually, but we'll get there. Ooh, but okay. I I did not grow up watching Star Wars, but I do remember getting very excited to see The Force Awakens. And then just from there it was always in the back of my mind mm-hmm. when I went to see The Force Awakens. But then for Rise of Skywalker, I rewatched all of the movies and then after and then i got really excited again and then after rise skywalker came out we fell into a wonderful global pandemic um and like most people downloaded tiktok to pass the time and then that's when i naturally found nerd tiktok 
which included Star Wars TikTok, was like, mm, there's this show called The Clone Wars. Maybe I should watch this. And then maybe I should watch Rebels. And then so like TikTok, I would really credit as being the gateway into the um, into the Star Wars love that I have today. And then also just like being able to connect with so many awesome people on the app. Um, finding my diod in the forest, Beth. And- oh, Beth. <laughs> Beth, yes. Beth Marjay Skywalker, who was on last week. Man, yeah. we just got this. We got the support group here the last two weeks, and I love I it. Mean, I mean, as they the say, vibes. where you find Kenobi, Skywalker is close to follow. Them. This is true. <laughs> so, I, and you know what? You guys are so close to being those two. It's, it's eerily, it's really scary, to be honest. It's like the little, the more, the more every day passes, the more we're like, are we are we really are Anakin Obi Wan? Aren't we? It's very it's very accurate. Uh, yeah, it's it's nuts. Uh, Chase, same question to you. Uh, well, first of all, I'm, I you were like the fourth or fifth person that I have heard like they got into Star Wars because of the Force Awakens, which is so cool to me. Uh, because it's like it's just a whole new like generation of like pretty much every age group at this point that was like, yeah, I started with the sequels. I'm like, I love the sequels. Uh, and it's so cool to see people like they started with that. Um, but for me, uh, I started, my dad got me into it when I was like four or five years old, like with the VHS tapes before the special editions were out. So he showed, I think he showed me return of the Jedi first. Um, if I remember correctly, but I just remember like, like waiting for the school bus, uh, in the morning. And I like the night before I would like rewind the tape to like the parts I wanted to see. And I'd pop it in the TV to watch like my favorite scene of like empire or I do like the trench road and the death star and watch that before I went to school. So that's kind of how I got into it. It was just watching the VHS tapes over oh, and over yeah. again. Dude. It's, it, it, I mean, it's, it's awesome to see that people like join in at different times. Mm. Um, and I want to try to get more people that are like sequel fans. Cause it's like you, you get a different perspective um, cause I, I started like my first ever movie was the Phantom Menace. My mom took me and my sister and my sister hates, hates Star Wars because of that. <laughs> she, she absolutely hated it, but I was glued to the seat. Like, honestly, I, I was the ADHD kid that my mom literally made me Anakin Skywalker, uh, an Anakin Skywalker costume. I wore it four times for four straight Halloween. Yeah. I was that kid. I, I was that kid, and like the whole reason why I'm into Star Wars is because of my mom. Because she, she, she likes it, but I, it gave me something to connect with her with. So I, I, I just love it. I, I do. Um, so unfortunately, for some reason, I'm not able to get the chat working on Streamyard. Um, but uh, let's let's go to the chat real quick. I'll read out the chat here um hold on here or maybe not maybe i won't be able to hold on man technical difficulties y'all i'll tell you what all right we're not gonna go to the chat never mind we are (laughs) going to we are gonna make it through this thing i swear all right so the first episode uh not the first episode the 15th episode of season two uh, Senate murders. Um, we don't have Char here to do the plot summary, so I guess we will skip that. Um, uh, but basically, this episode is very detrimental to 
a different arc. It ties in very closely to a different arc later on in the Clone Wars. Um, so basically, we start off uh, with a meeting between uh, Padme. Uh, she's trying to get, they're fighting off a bill that is going to create more clone troopers, which, if you're Palpatine, always the schemey little boy back there, always the schemey one. Um, he is that he's got there's two sides to the it's the side that is basically like yes let's let's push this through and then you have Padme's side with Bale um Mon Mothma um Anakana Far and Lola uh is it Lolo it's Lolo Lolo yeah yeah Lolo um and they are basically trying to stop more creation of the clones um because they want to obviously get back to diplomatic relations with the confederacy um so seeing that whole part doesn't that show do you think that's the beginning of what we see in episode three from the deleted scenes in episode three like they have that whole meeting like the be- uh-huh. the seedlings of the rebellion yeah oh 100 percent. there's even a i mean there's a moment in the episode where um senator bertoni comes in and accuses them of being separatists and I mean, that's the whole thing in in the Revenge of the Sith deleted scenes is that is that they're like, we have to tread lightly because the way that we're doing this, we could come across as being separatists. And you have like Padme's whole conversation with Anakin where he's like, you're starting to sound you're starting to sound like a separatist. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's 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 yeah, that you definitely start seeing the some of these potential these senators thinking in different ways that are kind of radical. And then you have, you're also coming, I think a lot of people are coming into Clone Wars, like the way that I came into Clone Wars was after watching Rogue One, after watching all of the movies. And so I see Bale and I see Mon Mothma and I'm already clued in, oh my gosh, these are the like founders of the rebellion, Padme as well. And so like, yeah, I think you're definitely supposed to start cluing in that these are people who are going to break off and start the rebellion. Oh yeah. No, yeah, yeah absolutely. I think I think this is like, you know, this is the fuel, right, of the rebellion. And obviously Padme's death is the spark. Um, But like when you have the Republic essentially turning on itself and the Republic just clearly doesn't want to get like the the systems within the Republic don't want to get out of the war. They just care about killing off the separatists now. Uh, It's it is like it's not about this. And, you know, the whole thing about Star Wars, it's never about, you know, fighting what you hate. Right. Um, So, yeah, I think this is like this is the most important meeting to start the rebellion because you like, like you said, like Mon Mothma's there. Bale is there. This is the rebellion. Oh yeah. No doubt. Um, so on a kind of far who we saw in the first season, uh, was kind of on the wrong side of things. Uh, and he's so Padme is the voice of it, but on a kind of far is really doing the hard work behind the scenes. Um, and he's really pushing to get more votes. And at one point, Padme gets a hologram uh, from a, a former senator. And uh, she is uh, giving apologies that, um, that, that they can't join. Um, and this is very much like uh, it, it's, it's very much like regular politics. And uh, I didn't know if you guys had any insights on that or not. Um, throughout this entire episode. What were your kind of thoughts on those? I think, 
I like, I think, I think something. So I, when I rewatched the episode, I went back and I rewatched the entire arc because it's like you mentioned earlier that this episode is part of the whole, the, the wonderful, delicious deep bank, baking deregulation arc. And this is the third, even though this is the first episode release, it is the third episode chronologically. And I think that that's why I think it's important when folks are, even if you're watching Cloners for the first time, but if you're revisiting it to watch it chronologically, because when you look at this episode, you you just have a... How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You can see how it's built off of what happens in the previous episode. And in the previous episode, it's that, uh, the, that, there, that Padme gives her wonderful speech that is just, that's just the best speech in all of Star Wars. And mm-hmm. you have, and I love that there's a shot after she gives her speech, you see Senator Ono standing there or sitting there and he's saying, well done, Padme. And then you get into this episode. And you see the influence that she had on him and some of the other senators and the way that she is like has more resolve. So it's like this her speech in Pursuit of Peace is about the people. And then the speech and and what the work that she's doing in this episode kind of builds off of that into turning like, okay, now the, the Republic chose the people. Let's keep this momentum going. And now stop getting more clones we've established that like we need to put the people first now let's like keep building off this momentum and then you see the way that like yeah that she's influenced other the other senators especially senator Ono. i think like that's one of the main themes mm-hmm. um, um and so yeah i love i do i mean i'm just a fan of when star wars does politics in general because i just it's mm-hmm. fascinating to me so that's another reason why i just love this episode because yeah you get to see the deliberations you get to see the corruption in the Senate um, and you get to see people fighting for peace in a way that's not on the front lines, the way that it is with like the Jedi and the clones. Oh yeah. Um, Chase, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's very interesting how it all plays out. And I think it more ties towards the end because I think this is a really good reflection of kind of how real world politics work. Mm-hmm. Um, because even if we look at it through like the eyes of the separatists is like, obviously they'll catch wind that the Republic has ordered however many gazillions of more clones. And it's like their whole, their whole shtick was we're not sending living beings out to do the fighting. We want our living beings safe on the separatist worlds. Uh, we're sending roids out to do all the fighting against these like tyrannical Republic uh, systems. So that's just going to be, no matter what the Republic does, no matter how just they are, the separatists will be able to turn that against them and be like, you just ordered more 
people to be slaughtered. And it's like, yeah, like, even though we, we know what the story of the, the clones are and the Jedi are, and you have people like Padme uh, within the Senate, it's not going to be treated that way on the other side. Oh, so. no, yeah, absolutely. Um, going to just look at I can see the chat now, but I can't pull anything out. Uh, I just want to shout everybody out. Brian with the beard, Carter, Cartoon D2, Xanatos, uh, Aiden, Talk Star Wars Topics, uh, Chris, Star Wars Lawyer, Beth, Mara J. Skywalker. Thank you. Uh, she says, Camilla. A <laughs> 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 um, uh, lot of uh, questions about Char. Um, uh, Julia is here. Um, thank you, Julia. Xcore, thanks for dropping, Harris. Thank you. Um, at one point, Julia said, "Regulate me, Daddy." So, so we're, we're we are we are we might be having technical difficulties, but the chat is popping off this episode, and we are rocking and rolling. So we are we are hitting our stride. Someone um, put that on a shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then put uh, then put Clovis on on the no! at, at, at the, yeah just put Clovis regulate me bat daddy um, so like to get back to Anno uh, Anno uh, gives us a little insight before even the speech he was talking about how Padme when she was little was even uh, inspirational and that pulls out your heartstrings uh, if we're gonna be real like that and and to see what happens to him. It's just, just sad. Just real sad. Um, uh, Padme gives the compelling speech. Then Dichi comes out and says, uh, very, very good speech. And she says, thank you. And he said, I, that wasn't a positive thing. Because he's on the opposite side. And I don't even know what kind of uh, uh, species he is. But he's like very like high mar- man- uh, monarchy for sure. Um, so then they go back to the uh, the chambers, which I believe are Bale's chambers, correct? In the Senate or in the in Bale's office? I think so. I'm trying to remember if I if you see the um, because it's because it's great because you can see in like the different like in Padme's office she has a painting of of her, the house their like late her lake country villa and then like Bale uh-huh. has a painting of um the the palace on alderaan mm-hmm. and so i don't remember i don't remember if you see that in this episode or if you see it um in pursuit of peace um but i but that was a little detail i was like oh so cute look at that little yeah. home house. julia is single-handedly like derailing the chat she goes camilla <laughs> we have the same microwave <laughs> <laughs> i love this it's a great microwave i do a lot it of is. cooking and stuff no yeah i just it's just the way how this is gonna go and i'm i'm here for it i am here for it um so we get to see uh the camilla had mentioned it earlier the caminoan senator comes in uh bertoni isn't that her name and mm-hmm. i think it's funny uh anaconda just is like the only reason why you have a senator seat is because you created the army which is true because it, Camino wasn't just dis- because remember, Camino hadn't been discovered uh, until episode two, and it wasn't known before then either, which is strange because it was at one point in the Jedi archives, until Dooku obviously erased it. 
so it's it's very interesting to see that they are uh that it that they aren't in the um uh that they aren't in before that's for sure um and it just it's just great just julia is just great um <laughs> Uh, so she says that the diplomacy has failed the republic long had failed the republic long ago, and uh, I I found that very compelling because it's foreshadowing for sure. Did you guys get that kind of from this uh, from that statement? It's kind of foreshadowing yeah. to the empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I also thought about the again another uh, line from Revenge of the Sith or Padme is talking to Anakin and it's like convince i think she's like convince the chancellor to stop fighting and let diplomacy resume and so i thought about that and then also i mean again tying back into the arc with heroes on both sides it's like not that long ago padme tried diplomacy with mina bonteri and it was going to work but then it didn't because dooku and palpatine you know interfered and killed mina bonteri and got the republic scared yep. with the senate with the... so that happens first right chronologically yes, yes. So chronologically yeah heroes on both sides pursuit of peace and then um senate murders but so i mean so yeah it's like they you have it's that's why i think it's like great to also when when folks go back and are rewatching to have that context in mind because it's like that line of diplomacy long ago you still see like diplomacy failed not that long ago as well. Mm -hmm. It's like when they're writing the episode, maybe they didn't have um, set it's, uh, the, the episodes like uh, uh, heroes on both sides. They didn't have that written yet. And so oh, yeah. they're writing it in that sense, but like, yeah, it's like diplomacy failed long ago, but also a couple days ago when, when they didn't get to, they were yeah. so close to peace talks and then didn't get it. No, yeah, absolutely. And then we see after she leaves, ironically leaves, uh, Anaconda, they all cheers. Uh, Anaconda actually kind of like drops the mic. He's like, uh, this is a private conversation. It's like it's like he's basically saying it's a, it's the Rhodium way of saying it, it, this is an A and B conversation. See your way out of it. <laughs> and and like she's like, well, all right, then. And then turns away. And as she walks out of the out of the office, they all take drinks, and uh, Anaconda goes into like this heart attack and then dies. <laughs> and like to see Padme lose a, I mean, this isn't the first casualty in the entire war that is close to Padme at all, which is mm -hmm. interesting. Um, it's it it really makes her character it it makes the stakes higher throughout the episode because um when they go in so so anaconda dies they have the funeral satine's there which makes sense but then doesn't make sense at the same time because it's like i feel like they put her in there because anaconda was in the last arc of mandalore he was on the in the second episode of that arc I, t I actually texted Julia about this because I was like, what the heck is Satine there? And it's because, and so this is all because of Julia, this is all from Julia, is that um, Rhodey is part of the Council of Neutral Systems. Okay, yeah, that's, but but they're not, though. They're not really because they're on the Republic side after the episode Bombay Jedi. But that's that's the thing. So that's the thing. I'm just going to pull up the text from Julie and just read it verbatim. That's a good so idea. I don't... Okay, stand by. Uh, I, think I think Anna was just the rebound after Obi-Wan. Just... So... 
No. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Julia said, Julia, I'm reading your text. I don't know if you don't want me to, but I'm going to. So anyway. Um, so I was like, I don't fully understand why a neutral system, like, like you were saying, Luke, can still have a rep in the Senate, in the Republic, even though they're neutral, blah, blah, blah. And then Julia said, they want to be involved, but not in the war. Like, they don't think being a member should have to include supporting the war. So that's why Anno is, like, super against the the creation of more clones. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So it's a loophole. That's what they're saying. It's a loophole. I mean, the freaking, like, that's the thing about, like, Star Wars politics. There are just loopholes everywhere. And just things like, why the heck do corporations have reps in in on get to be represented in both the separate separatist council and also the separatist senate version of the senate and then also in the republic version of the senate you know and then yeah. like of course the kaminoans are going to want more clones because it means more money for them it's just no. all like that's just it's that's why i love these episodes because it's just it is infuriating to see and it just further emphasizes how corrupt the Republic is. And it also emphasizes that Palpatine was like, yes, Palpatine is behind it all, but Palpatine brought about war. And then yes. you see how people. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies use war to their own advantage and it's oh, yeah. like palpatine isn't personally manipulating every single person but every single person is people have become corrupt and palpatine has given them a an opportunity to flourish in their corruption um and so that's why again it's just it's i watch every time i watch this episode i'm just so frustrated and annoyed and angry but also like like you yeah 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 absolutely and i mean that's what makes star wars great is that they it, it can have the undertones and the underlining stuff of, of of seriousness because it I mean if you think about it during that time in real life, like we were going through like the like the middle stages of the of, of two wars here in America. And like it that's what they draw they drew upon drew upon. I mean the first Star Wars was the rebels were the Vietnam Viet Viet Cong and the Empire was America. Which is hilarious to me because it's like you think it'd be the opposite, but like it, it's so interesting how they put in put in politics into an animated show, which is supposed to be for children, but has underlining tones of adult stuff. Like that's that's Star Wars for you. To be honest. Yeah, it's 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 I I've said this before and I will keep saying it. It's like not just Star Wars, but also I think just like genre stories in general, sci-fi, fantasy, all of that. 
they all these stories are mirrors reflecting back on the world itself. And when people deny that, people deny that there are Star Wars in politics, you are that there is politics in Star Wars or all of these other world, real world influences, you are fundamentally mis- fundamentally missing the point. such an important aspect yeah. of what these stories are trying to do. So it's like, yes, you can escape into these worlds, but escape with a grain of salt because the way that they, they help us, like, this is the thing. I, I was reading, I read Bloodline. Ooh, good book. Really good book. Great book. I can't remember if I, I read it after the summer of 2020 and everything that was going on in our world and the way, and like, that's, that's another like time when I was like really getting into Star Wars and really Mm -hmm. getting into Star Wars world and watching Rebels and watching um, Clone Wars. And it was like the way that Star Wars is just helping me make sense of what's going on in our world today it, it was like so powerful and meaningful for me. And that's why I'm just like, you are, you, yeah. If you take, if you say take politics out of my star Wars, like then you're not, you're missing it. You're missing the point. Well, you just that's, a star. that's it. Yeah. 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 We're going to be looking at a star for seven or eight movies. That's going to be, or no, actually 11 movies. So that's going to be fun. No, no wars. No wars. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, bring politics into my star Wars. It's every every video what? I've ever put on TikTok, you know, will have at least one comment. Don't bring politics into Star Wars. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, all right, man. Uh, sure. Did you, did you watch any of the movies? It's just did you politics. watch Phantom Menace? It's like, I, I mean, would half, say like half of that movie is all politics. I was about to say like, oh, we could just go to this like pod racing. I'm like, no, that was like a slave trade as well. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's politics yeah. and everything. Just, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I tell you what, like. Uh, Star Star Wars TikTok can be the best and can be the worst, but that's for a whole nother discussion. So, um, as Anaconda on Anaconda is being taken to back to Rodia, um, one of the guards comes up to both Lolo and Padme and says that Palpatine wants to see them in his in his quarters. So they show up, um, and uh, I can't remember who's all in the room, but I know it's Palpatine, Masamita, Padme, Lolo, and Devo, uh, D- Lieutenant Devo, who is basically the walking Napoleon, straight up. Like, this guy has Napoleon syndrome, and he is Napoleon. Like, he, I, I swear, Dave just looked at Napoleon and said, That's a Star Wars character. That's that's a guy. I got to figure out how to put him in into Star Wars, and that's how he did it. Like, did anybody else get that vibe from Devo when they first saw this up? When they saw yes. that, rewatched the episode, like it couldn't have yes. been just me, right? No. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He, it's the Napoleon. I mean, it is funny. Like for all the history fans, like Napoleon was like five seven or like five eight. Uh, like he's like an average sized person, which is the funniest part. It's just he was always put next to like huge things, so everyone thinks he's really short. He's really not. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, like it's just one of those things. Like I, I remember the first time I watched this, I did not like Devo um, as like just a character that exists. Of like this feels when I first watched it, I was like, this is this is why people say it's a kid show. Uh, and then like the second, like I, I rewatched it again today and I was like, okay, I kind of, he kind of grew on me a little bit. Um, he's definitely like a comic relief, but it is one of those things like you can definitely look into his character a little bit more. Um, as like, he is just, you know, he is like 
status quo republic detective you know mm-hmm. it's just there's going to be a lot of people no matter and he, that, that dude's going to the empire like a hundred percent like and that's the thing is like we, we look at it as like oh he's just a detective he's just like a guy with his data pads doing his job and he really wants to get you know he wants to figure out who killed the senator but when you realize that he is so by the book and he doesn't want anyone interfering you realize like those types of people will move on to the empire. They will not oh, yeah. leave. They fit perfectly. I think he fits perfect. Like I, I said or later in the episode, he fits perfectly into the empire. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he states that poison is the poli- is the politician's preferred method, like it, it's so funny, but so realistic because it's like, if you want to do a, a coup, the best way to do it is like poisoning the poisoning poisoning the leader, and I was just like, "This is too real. Stop making it real, please." <laughs> and I, 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 did anybody else get that vibe though when he said it? I was totally getting it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's um it's a murder mystery. Like that's what the episode is. It's <laughs> it's um it's like yes, there's politics in it, but it is like. I love how I love there are so many times that Star Wars is like, oh, oh, we're gonna do this, but make it Star Wars. Oh, this, but make it Star Wars. Romeo and Juliet, but make it Star Wars. Lost Stars, um, murder mystery, but make it Star Wars. Senate murders episode, and so like that's that's I mean that's that's us with like when Devo comes into it with the poison. They're like leaning into the trope of poison as the main use uh and then you have like the knife also later with uh yeah it's like they're leaning into different the different tropes of murder mysteries and so yeah and like you always have you always have the, the like the annoying detective that comes in and it's gonna figure out who the murder is but i what like love what this episode does is that you have devo and this dude has never been challenged or questioned his entire life no. He like has every all of his all of his officers, his droid officers around him, just follow his orders blindly. And then now he's put up against like Padme and Bale and all of these people who are going to challenge his oh, yeah. way of doing things. And it was like you were saying, it's like he go does things by the book. And I mean, Star Wars loves to be like, we have to break the rules to do what's right. Unless you're the last Jedi, then you shouldn't break the rules and yeah. breaking the rules results in the end of the resistance, essentially. Breaking the rules is great. <laughs> exactly. Nothing ever goes wrong for that. Right. Gosh, that movie. But yeah, so I mean, I think that's what that episode is, is that it's like, we're going to lean into the murder mystery tropes, but then also challenge them with like putting Padme and standing up. And also, I don't think that there's, it's a coincidence that it's, this um woman stepping up and fighting against the 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 way of doing things and the way that he tries to like silence her and push her aside and be like i know what's right and no he doesn't nope nope she has he has no idea and it's so funny as he as he uh like he states that all that all politicians always have something to hide which is kind of true if you take it from a uh like a personal standpoint uh that's definitely the case uh in some in some factions and and things like that yeah uh, uh, padme has something to hide like oh she's got plenty to hide i mean so does so does anaconda far at one point like all these politicians have something to hide um but i think it's so funny that that it that it that it was said that way um 
But and then Debo also states that uh, he won't be requiring any of the senators help to solve the case, even though like, why wouldn't you try to like. Ask for the help for the like the smartest people in the room and that were in the room during the assassination. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Right. I'm not the only one that thinks that. Everybody's thoughts I mean, on it's that. His pride. It's like his pride in the sense that like he knows what's right and he will do it his own way and by the book. And I don't need anybody else to tell me what I need to do because I'm what's right. I am the law. I am the detective. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um uh to highlight some of the chat that's going on in here. Uh Jordy Jordy Jedi Connor. Hello, hello. How's it going? Uh, corporations are people. Uh, are corporations are people, my friend. Uh, I'm I'm missing context on that, obviously. Um, uh, politics, Jonah Davis, who is going to be on the podcast next week. So go follow him on TikTok. He does really good things. Uh, politics are some of the best parts of the prequel era. Surprisingly, I mean that's not you're not wrong. Uh, Julia Devo is the bane of my existence. I agree. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, then she also said, you, uh, sh- "You you can, but why do you want to effing uh, to to?" I don't know what she's trying to say, but she says that he he sucks basically. Um, she also says poison is a woman's uh, is a woman's weapon, which I was kind of hinting at earlier because that is hinted quite a bit, um, and. But yeah, it's a like those are some great comments, and I'll try to get as many as I can throughout the episode, even with the technical difficulty difficulties. But as we go through, uh, Padme obviously doesn't have very much ho- uh, uh, trust or hope in Devo, which is good thing. Good to, good thing to think of because he really isn't doing a very good job. Um, and she also believes that they should delay the vote to uh, investigate Anno's death because uh, they have to do it to just be fair to Anno and to be respectful. Um, Padme states, uh, the uh, Mon Mothma actually suggests, so Padme thinks that she can do it on her own, and Mon Mothma suggests that Bill, Bill go with her, which is perfect because now we get more of a Leia, like, it gives Bale the chance to give Leia, like, understand Leia going into the future, but also have stories to tell her of what her mother was really like. Uh, Thoughts on that dynamic? I mean, I thought the same thing when Padme is, like, getting into the thick of it and, like, pushes Bale the way before the crate almost um, squishes them both. I was just like, man, Bale definitely probably looks back on that moment when he sees Leia, you know, getting into messes of her own. And he's like, oh, she's so much like her mother. Yeah. And thinks about Padme. I was just like, oh, gosh, I'm so sad. Um, but, but no, 100%. Chase? Uh, yeah. Anytime we see Bale Organa, like, it's, I think it's like such a magical thing of Star Wars that the prequels did bring is the the leader of alderaan the planet the first thing we see the first big thing we see in star wars right is alderaan being destroyed and so when we go back and we get these moments with bail and we get these moments with people from alderaan um it's something that like when you see when you see bail organa and leia's mother 
just at any point in time together, you were like, yes, it's all coming together. Like it's all like one continuous stream. And I love it. I hope he's in the Kenobi series. I really do. I, I think he will be. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, it's only a matter of time. Uh, but like, I, I think you're going to see him a lot and we'll get into some Kenobi stuff. Cause we do have Camilla here and I want her thoughts and okay. we just got to get through this first. <laughs> um, so, and when Mon Mothma suggests that Bale go with her, Padme being the strong headed, uh, strong headed character, it's not just a woman trait. It is a character trait. We're all strong headed at some point. Right. Um, she says, I, I don't need a bodyguard, but like Bale is very, very insistent and in being like, I know you don't need one, but it's probably best if I come with you just in case something happens, um, which is good because when they do uh, end up going to the, they go to Dichi and uh, Dichi's, Dichi informs him that he was following Anaconda and Anaconda a couple of nights before had been, uh, had been at a meeting at uh, the docks. So Padme and Bale go and they investigate. And all of a sudden, they're encountered with the killer. Um, and obviously, the killer tries to kill Padme and Bale. At one point, they get separated because Bale's not fast enough. <laughs> um, uh, Padme just is able to get out of the way. And at one point, Padme gets really, really close to getting uh, the, the, the killer. And she has to make a choice. Am I going to save Bale or am I going to go after the killer? And she makes the choice of saving Bale, which is obviously on point with Padme's character. Um, she's always going to do what's right. Um, unlike Anakin. I mean, Anakin probably would have chose the same thing. Yes. 100%. But but he would have been a lot more upset about not getting the killer. He would have looked, he he looked, looked one way, yeah, looked the other yeah, way, looked yeah. one way. Yeah, he would have. Okay. He would have tried to do both and been like, oh, no. Padme oh, never no. looked. Padme doesn't have to think about no, it. No, Padme, Padme just goes for it. And I feel like that's a lot. That's where Luke gets his, like, uh, he's a lot of his father, but there's like there's some of Padme in him, for sure. And I feel like this is one character trait that, that he gets from his mom. Um, yeah. So Padme... I love how... No, yeah, I was going to say, I love how Bale is like, I'll go with you. And she's like, I don't need you. And he's like, I know, but I should still go with you. And then he goes with her and then she's the one that ends up saving him. So it's yeah. like, maybe you shouldn't have come. Because yeah, yeah. Absolutely. God my way. No. Yeah. Yeah. Chase, what are your thoughts on that whole exchange? Uh, I love it. Uh, I love like this whole idea of like, I think what the Clone Wars does really well overall is build Padme up to be so much more like Padme in the, in the movies is fantastic. Um, but I think what, like, as I'm going through the Clone Wars for the first time, like my favorite character by far is Padme. Like even, even in the Thrawn, even in the second Thrawn book, like the Padme sections of that book are so good. Like anytime we get moment with Padme, I'm just like, what a great character. Oh yeah. It's like you, you like, like you said, you see both Luke and Leia in Padme pretty much every time that she's on screen. Oh, no, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. It's amazing. I have to ask, have you read the Queen's trilogy yet? Or I guess the two. No, the ones I by haven't. E.K. Johnson? I, no. I haven't, but here's my excuse. I got them for I got them for my girlfriend thinking that I wasn't gonna like them. But I've heard such good things. I did buy them, so technically I they they what hers is mine. So I guess we can make that work. 
at, and I I know she doesn't watch this, so I can say this. I'm actually getting for her birthday. I'm having Brooke make the Queen's Hope uh, cover on the back uh, of the of a jean jacket, and then she works with kids with special needs. So I'm gonna have her do something with like either like rainbow colors or or, or, or autism something in the back and then have something yeah I, I it's a whole thing i i'm i hopefully hopefully she likes it but i you know, i know this is like the one episode the this is the one episode she's i know she would be <laughs> <laughs> and i'd be screwed i'd be like dang it but i if so love you but fingers crossed <laughs> watching so uh we're just gonna we're just gonna just go there uh, so after they get back from the docks, they go to Dichi's office and, uh, they find him dead. Dun, dun, dun. Like murder, murder mystery. Um, so like, and then I think Devo shortly after comes either into that office or goes into Bale's office, right? Yes. Yeah, I believe I believe so because Devo comes in and and obviously scold. Well, actually, he shows up at the docks, scolds Padme, does the whole Empire esque thing like there needs to be rules and regulations need to be followed, blah blah blah. And then they go to Dichi's office. Dichi is found dead. Mm-hmm. Then it gets real interesting because it's like, all right, so the person that killed Dichi had to have been the same person at the docks. So who is it? Um, I, I love Dietschy's dead face so much. Yes. <laughs> Just about <Dietschy's- whoa. laughs> Camilla on that? Yeah, it's spooky. It's so spooky. It's scary. Spooky. It's like, you were not ready for it, and then it happened. And it was like, yeah, it definitely, they were like, this, the, yeah, we're like murder mystery episode for sure. No, Did yeah. It? And, and you can definitely see that Padme is a better investigator than Devo. She's and it's better to everything and everyone. No, yeah, absolutely. You could make this whole episode like a dinner theater. Like well, you could. <laughs> absolutely. Um. So then, uh, like we said, we d- we we get Empire vibes from Devo for sure. Yeah. Empire vibes from Devo all day. Um. So it's discovered that Dichi is assassinated. Um, it's interesting to hear when they bring in the Kaminoan because Lolo, they go back to the Chancellor's office. This is where I'm getting it. So they get back to the Chancellor's office. They talk to Devo again about Dichi. And Lolo storms out, who is the other Rodian. And then all of a sudden she comes back in and is in a, fr- is, is in a, uh, is in like a terrible, like, like a frantic coming back saying that, uh, the Kaminoan, uh, Senator, just attacked her so they bring in the senator from camino and they're like uh why did you attack her and she's like i don't know what you're talking about i never attacked her and i feel like padme's starting to like really get it she's starting to put the the um pieces together uh like right at that moment but it really starts to click when uh devo talks to the uh to the kaminoan senator about how the kaminoans produced the poison that killed mm-hmm. that killed uh, uh, Anaconda, and uh, like that's the real thing that gets Padme is like. But like Lolo was there too, and Lolo drink, didn't you, Lolo? And then she like is like ah, oh, crap, like th- you did it, didn't you? 
and mm-hmm. then like Lolo's like trying to justify everything, and it's like, girl, stop trying to justify things. Like you're not in the right here. You're never gonna win this. And Padme just waits. So she gets taken, and Padme's like, all right, here we go. Like you think you got it? She she like gives her a nasty right hook, and I'm yeah, like, that's Leia. That's Leia right there. Like that's where Leia gets it from. Bada bing, bada boom. I was like, you could have knocked Mike Tyson out with that. Um, thoughts on that whole like scenario that happens in the Chancellor's office? Yeah, it's like I. It's it's when Lolo's talking about how she's like, Anna was weak. He let war come to our world, and then Padme's like, he was sorry. And Lolo's like, he was weak. And I think it's interesting that you see the the two of them and their, like, reaction to Anno trying to redeem himself for his actions and the way that Padme is. I mean, it just, it just comes back to the fact that she's a naturally very compassionate, forgiving person. Mm-hmm. And that it's, it's a rarity that you don't see often in a lot of characters. Um, and again, it's something that you see in Luke. So clearly the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like such a such a beautiful Padme trait that we see in Luke. Um, so yeah, it's it's the it's the it's it's putting these two people against each other and their perspectives on this person who made a mistake that had very real repercussions to other people, and one person chose to forgive and trust that as they were trying to redeem themselves and like still do right despite their mistakes and another person couldn't let that go and it ended up costing this other person on his life and then also here in key west we were out before it was in in this open and inclusive paradise you can be yourself make new friends and savor our live and let live vibe With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West. Close to perfect. Far from normal. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com slash audio. Resulting in a bunch of other negative things that happened. Uh, and I mean, freaking what's his name? It, even though we, we thought he was evil, but like Dietschy's dead also then, you know, because somebody else chose to not see the good or try to fight for, try to believe in the good. No, absolutely. Uh, Chase, what are your thoughts? I think it's so 
wild and it is only in star wars that you could have two senators die and two other senators have their lives threatened and they have a vote the next day like they don't just like like let's let's take a pause with all these murders going on (laughs) they're just like oh wow all these senators are dying anyways do we make more clones or not yeah (laughs) they're like all right here's the Here's the best. Here's what we need. Uh, we should still have this vote. Like yeah, like in America, you'd get like a week off on like an important vote. Like like if two like if a Republican and a Democratic senator were just like shot in the head, right? Yeah, we would stop the government for a week and be like, okay, all these bills they'll wait a week and then we'll get back to it. We'll have the funerals for these senators. But no, Star Wars is like uh uh-uh, uh, I don't care. Push it through. <laughs> It's like in the previous in Pursuit of Peace, too. It's like literally these bounty hunters are out targeting. They're like chatting with Dooku and they're like, yeah, we already got 20 of them. We're, we're doing great. And then and then Bale's like, I got to make my speech. Bale's like down for the count. And they're like, well, we have to still move forward with the vote, even though there's like 25 senators are like down over here in the corner. Uh-huh. No, yeah, it's it's uh, Star Wars is wild wild place sometimes i tell you what um but i mean they they so we get to the vote itself obviously it fails chancellor palpatine comes out and he starts to conversate with with padme and he is like oh i wish it would have passed and like i wanted it to pass like dude now you didn't dude Dude, don't 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 act like you're on the right side of things. We us as the audience knows you, man. We know what we know what happens. Um, thoughts on his little manipulating words of 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 the way of the civic. so realistic. <laughs> yeah, so realistic, dangerously realistic. Like, like ah, oh, yeah. Like it's so funny, you know. Like and, and every like at least in America, every election cycle, you find out like. What's your candidate actually voted for last year? Uh, it's like they said they were against this, but voted for it this time. And it's like, yep, that's Palpatine right there. Just like, oh, man, more clones. What a shame. What yeah, a shame. What Anyways. a shame. What a shame. And yeah. it's just like, dude, what what are we doing here? Why is this guy still in power? Like, come on now. Um, he says he says democracy must stand and that was like really stuck out to me because it's like democracy must stand when democracy is first off is it really democracy when you're the one who's behind the scenes manipulating everything we yeah. know this as the like third we're as like the omniscient audience. um audience we know all the pieces but like they don't so it's just like it's he's saying the right thing at the right time but also democracy, but like, let's say he's not manipulating everything and he's not a Sith Lord. He's just a bad guy and is a bad, and is like wants power, but it's like democracy must stand only when democracy goes in your favor because yeah. in the previous episode in pursuit of peace, we see that like, again, wonderful scene at the end where Padme gives her speech and it ruins Palpatine's plans because the Senate chooses the people over, um, over the 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 war and so it's like he had a loss in that episode but this is his win so ultimately he you can see how satisfied he is because he's like no we're back on track democracy must stand we're back on track with my new empire that i'm going to yeah uh, eventually get us to 
Yeah. It, it's something that I've been thinking about and I brought it up to a couple people and you guys tell me what you think is I think Palpatine and more so like the Sith that exists during the age of the Republic is like an actualization and manifestation of like an Illuminati type figure of like this mystic power that is controlling everything that goes on on both sides. Um, mm. And it's just like, I think it's really interesting that like, cause it's like in Star Wars, we don't, we have like the force, we have the Jedi and the Sith. We don't have anything like that. You know, we don't have like these warrior monks that protect us. You know, they're more like, like guardian angels more than anything, if we think about it. But it's, it's one of those things like, it's like, if, if we did have these crazy conspiratorial, like figureheads that were real, like Palpatine is the actualization of that. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Uh, but that is going to close out the episode for this, uh, as the Clone Wars, not the episode itself. We still got a little, some things to talk about, but guys, what is your guys' rankings? Uh, so, Pat, uh, Youngling is bad. Padawan's good. Um, uh, no, Padawan's Okay. Jedi Knight's good, Jedi Master's great, and Jedi Grandmaster is Chef's Kiss. Um, Camilla? Of the episode? Yep, of the episode. What was your ranking of the episode? I would say this episode individually, I would put what the one below Chef's Kiss. So what is that? Jedi Master? Yep, Jedi Master. Yeah, I would say Jedi Master. Alright. Uh, Chase? I'd go with Jedi Knight because I think Devo is a little too on the nose campy and i think the <laughs> like the the red herring of the Kaminoan senator and then it's like oh but it was actually lolo the one you didn't expect the whole time it's like like you said it's very dinner theater uh it, it's like it's a, it does a great job uh fleshing out the politics uh of the republic and it does a really good job of kind of like bringing padme and bail together um, but yeah. all the other fluff in there is just, a, it's a little cheesy. Like I said, it's a little dinner theater, but it's fun. The whole time, it's like a fun murder mystery politics story. So I'd say it's a Jedi Knight. I'm going to have to say, I'll uh, I'll go with Camilla, Je- Jedi Master, just because it does build on Padme's character. And it really, really helps that way through the prequels. Um, that would be my uh, guys in the chat. I know I can't throw your guys's uh, your guys's thing your your rankings up, but um, I can read them. Uh, so Jonah Davis says Padawan, which is surprising. Uh, Jedi Knight for Harith, Knight for Carter, um, Char uh, also states Jedi Knight. Um, uh, Grandmaster for Beth. I will get to all of them later in the in the chat. Um, but I do have a little clip of Char doing the plot summary. <laughs> so I'm going to play that real quick. Hey, everyone. Obviously, uh, today I am not on the show because I am in North Carolina with my girlfriend's family. So I'm trying to spend as much time as I can with them. But that's not going to stop me from continuing my segment, which is three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc. And before I do this, uh, I saw a few faces in the uh, live stream earlier that I want to mention. I saw you, Chase, at Ford into the Black, and Camila at Bariqua Wookie. 
I just want to let you guys know I love all your content and I love you guys. So uh, thank you for taking my spot on today's show. Anyways, let's get down to business. Are you guys ready? I know it looks like, like do it in the voice, do it in the voice. I'm like, okay, ready? Oh, it cut off. <laughs> Why did it cut off? I'm on the edge of my seat. It, it wasn't on the, it wasn't on the plot. It wasn't the plot summary. It was the other one. Well, I mean, we were about to get three interesting facts and then it cut off. So... I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because I'm going to be thinking about what those facts are, but we didn't oh. get it. I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it, it's, it, we'll, we'll get them. I might post them separately. We'll see. Um... Um, but let's get into Star Wars news real quick. Ooh, I know. Also, gotta shout out Harith. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing all of the things uh, for the podcast, the intro, the outro. Um, really appreciate it. So let's look at our first topic. So we got some casting news from Ahsoka. Uh, I'm not even going to try to say her name. Avana, no, maybe I am. Uh, Avana Sakano? Did I say that right? Maybe? No idea. Sure. Possibly. I think so. Avana Sakano? Uh, yeah. Uh, has been cast in an un- undisclosed role. Who could she be playing? Element 7 believes that he could be playing Admiral Aralani, which, mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry. (laughs) Uh, uh, Did I say that out loud? Oh, sorry. Uh, Honestly, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense because Thrawn is going to be a big part of the show. Um, Who do you guys think she could be? I think Aralani's a really good guess. Um, if it's an undisclosed character, um, I don't think it, I don't think it like negates the fact that it could be Arlani, but I think it will be a new character. Yeah, I would be down for a new character as well. It's like Arlani. Yeah. It's like, it would be sick to see Arlani for sure. Mm -hmm. But, um, like I said, mommy, sorry, mommy, (laughs) you cannot, you cannot dispute that. She is, she's, she's a baddie. She's she. I don't know. I'm just gonna get off that train right now because I, it's not gonna go very well. But Arlani, like I think it could work because, like they said, uh, like it's being reported, like they it's very hush hush on who what that who that character is that she's gonna be playing. Um. So I'm very very interested to see, uh, what we're or who she's gonna play. Yeah, I think I think it's got to be hush hush no matter what because if it's if it's a new character, people are just going to be like, oh, who could it be? Uh, and people will just start theory crafting that. But also, if it's Aralani, people are like, oh, is this just going to be a new perspective for one of the Thrawn trilogies and even more theory crafting? So it's just best to be like, you'll find out when you find out. Yeah, I love the I love Julia because she like. hasn't read all of Thrawn and she's just getting into it and she's like I I think Nuchis is her thing uh, who she's going to be which could be very very interesting very very true um uh, so we just got new we're going to get into High Republic stuff now 
Uh, we just got new covers, special Stop. edition covers. Yeah, 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 baby. This makes my heart hurt. Someone this put hurts that fire me. Out. This hurts my heart more than anything else in the entire world. And I put up a uh, a um uh oh hold on bounty hunter. Oh, what's <laughs> up? It's Char. Hey, Char. <laughs> give us the the three interesting facts. Did you not? Were you not able to pull it up on no, the? No, uh... it stopped. It stopped halfway. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh I, no, 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 no! I sent you separate videos. I told you. Uh oh. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, I sent this you them in separate is, videos. This this um, podcast is falling off the wheels. We're no, it's never not. Gonna get back. Trust me. But I told you, like that first one was just to like say like my reasons why I wasn't there, and also just to say thanks to Chase and Camila. Oh no, yeah, we got that part. My spot. We got um, that part, I sent and then it cut them. off. Okay. Well, did you at least get the uh, this plot I, summary video? I, no, nope. no, I nothing. Couldn't, I couldn't. We got, get we got why you were gone. being weird today. So, all right, Luke. Well, I sent you another. Uh, I sent you a plot summary. So, I guess you just get two today. All right. Yeah, Let me read it. Yeah. All right. You guys ready? Right, I know yeah. it's so late. I, I I never read plot summaries this late into the live stream. But hey, here we go. Ready? <laughs> uh-huh. War on many fronts. While battles are fought by clones in the field, a different war is waged in the Galactic Senate. As heavy losses add up, a group of senators led by Halliburtoni of Camino propose an escalation of troop production. Is someone laughing? <laughs> 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 Senator Padme Amidala, recognizing that more troops will only prolong the fighting, works tirelessly <laughs> with her allies Let's to introduce go. a bill to cut down military spending and stop the creation of more clone troopers. There you go. Okay, three interesting right. facts. Go. And then, okay, I know. Hold on. Ready? All right. All right, ready? Yeah, go. Three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part three, the Senate murders arc. Fact one, the Senate guards have a new look. During the arc, we see several Senate guards behind the Rodian we see give a speech at Anakonafar's funeral. The guards in the show had plumes on their helmets and capes on their armor, and they didn't have this in season one due to it costing too much to animate them. Fact mm-hmm. two, Mon Mothma's appearance. Senate Murders was the first episode to be produced featuring Mon Mothma, even though in the Clone Wars chronology, she is featured in the Duchess of Mandalore episode. Fact 3. The beverage the Senators drink is a Naboo product. If you look closely, the wording is very small, but it's written in French. Domaine de la Maison sous de l'Arc. Produce of Naboo. Which, if you translate that into French, it means Domain of the House on the Lake. And there Damn. you have it. Those are the three facts. I, hey, I try my best. Coming in clutch. That's amazing. Now yeah, I want this nice. drink. The house Kylie, on the Kylie, lake. Kylie's gonna come say hi. Great name. Hi, Kylie. Hi. Hello. Hi, Kylie. Uh, she, they're, they're saying hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we have derailed, and I love it. Um, but Char, are you staying with us for the rest of it or no? Um, no. Uh, I'm actually. <laughs> did you hear that? Okay. <laughs> yeah, go have a mark. <laughs> Hey, hey, gotcha. Get out of here! Get out of here! Get out of here! Star Wars only. All right. All right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, uh, on. no, I'm not gonna be staying for the rest of the time. But um, all right. At least I got to say hi to you guys. Yeah. Do my segment despite the fact that I couldn't be there. So, <laughs> um. Good. We'll talk thank you to so you much, later, buddy. All right. I'll see you later. Yep, see you later. Char.
All right. Well, at least we got that. That's entertainment. That's fun. That was great. This is the probably the most hectic podcast we have had, and it's probably going to be the best one, to be honest. But anyway, <laughs> back to breaking our hearts. Camilla, uh, thoughts? I hate it. I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. I'm just like, they... We had we had Starlight Beacon for like a year, <laughs> like essentially a year, because the is it I always get confused. No matter how many times I look it up, I always forget. It's Phase Three, right, of Wave One, or is it Wave Three of Phase One? No, it's Phase it's it's Phase Three or no Wave. It's Wave Three, I believe. Uh, chat, uh, let me know if it's wrong. Uh, we'll change it later. I mean, obviously, we can't change it now because we're live, but whatever. Um, either way, it is the so it's the first phase. No, it's phase three of wave one. That's what it is. That's what it is. I got it now. Um, Chase hasn't read any, hasn't read the rising, is reading the rising storm right now. So we can't really get into any of that. But obviously, seeing this, we know Starlight Beacon is not going to survive. And I mean, that's going to be an awesome cover. Uh, they just released that. Uh, you're going to be able to get it. Um, uh, I think pre-orders start on the 6th, so Monday. Uh, and it'll actually come with a signed. You'll get it signed by Claudia Gray. Ugh! Wow. I know. So I might have to fork up the money for that because I love Claudia and she's my one of my favorite authors in Star Wars. Even though I haven't read Lost Stars. I know Harith has been harping and Carter have been harping on me about it, but I really like this cover as well. This is going to be the one that's just regular, the regular cover. Um, but I enjoy that as well. Do we see um, that perfect, that perfect Padawan in the back? Yeah, Look at yeah our baby Look at boy, him. Buriaga. <laughs> oh, our boy. Swear, you know what? Touches Barriaga. Oh Maybe my god! Right. I mean, Camilla, that's one thing that we share is that we both love whoopies. <laughs> yes! I actually, I actually named my cocker spaniel Chewy. Actually, oh! And he's got a the bandolier. That's his. That's his. Uh, his collar. So yeah, so I love Chewy. Um, uh, this was the promotional uh stuff. Um, and it basically was saying who's going to survive. Um, but yeah, this is the uh, exclusive for Walmart cover for Midnight Horizon. And to be honest, hot take, don't really like it. I would rather get the other one with, with Bale. Uh, not with Bale. Is it Bale? No, it's Wreath. Wreath and Comac with their yeah. hoods up. Because I think they're going to Malachor. That's just my thoughts. I like this. I like seeing Zine on this one. Okay, um, yeah. I uh, and he's in uh, uh, Race to Crafts Point Tower, correct? Yeah. Is yeah. he in any Ram, other ones? Ram, I think this one was last name. And she's in the High Republic Adventures comics. Correct, correct. Yeah, so that's why I'm... Cause, and, and, we've, and she was also in um, Race to Crafts Point Tower because these are characters, um, Ram, Zine, and, and uh, all the other characters um, in... Um, High Republic Adventures were all Daniel Jose Older's originated characters, so I'm like hoping to be able to see them in Midnight Horizon and see them in a young adult capacity. Because, oh, but I'm also nervous for that because the, <laughs> the wonderful, thing, the wonderful thing about the High Republic Adventures is that it's like so wholesome and so just like fun, and yeah. it's a nice 
brief reprieve in the midst of um, all the chaos and tragedy that is the rest of the higher public. So, but and now I'm now I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's phase one, wave three. Kareth corrected me. So it was the opposite of what I was saying. So sorry, uh, but uh, same difference. Uh, but like, I'm really, really excited. Uh, and Chase, you need to finish the Rising Storm. I do because if but... you feel if you feel like Claudia Gray gives you con- uh, gut punches, like Rising Storm has the biggest gut punch in the entire entirety. Yeah, of the I really like Light of the Jedi, um, but this is like seeing this. Like, I mean, it's like it's just Rogue One, man. Like, oh, we knew Jin was gonna God, die. It's more than Rogue One. Come that on. Thing's, that thing's got to crash. It, uh, millions of people are going to die and we're going to lose one of our favorites. Or some just, of our favorites. Maybe it's not just more than one. Just don't touch Burry. For the love of God, don't touch Burry. You know, Wookiees do live Stellan. the longest next to, next to Yoda's species. Don't touch Stellan and don't touch Burry. And we'll be good. Would you, would you, want, would you want Avar? I'm... There's there's a there's a there's a theory out there. Malik She's gonna heard, go dark heard. side. Yeah, Malik. Yes. If you want to learn more on that, follow Jedi underscore the Jedi underscore. No, the Sweet. underscore Jedi underscore smart, smart to learn more about uh, Avar because he's up on the comics, and there's some stuff in the comics about Avar. And she's she's yeah. There's, Seems there's hard to believe so far, but I haven't um, really gotten that far, so we'll see. Uh, I mean, there's with- something to lean into that. Avar being known as the hero of of Hetzel, you know. Yeah. And I mm. think everybody is is. Oh my gosh, this is gonna hurt. Everybody is is <laughs> Elzar is the one that's supposedly everybody is assuming he's gonna fall, and because it's the whole Anakin Stellan or Anakin Obi Wan Stellan Elzar yes. parallel. That seems too easy to me. So the that idea is that is really fallen, easy to say. The fallen star is the starlight beacon, or is it also the star of the show, the hero of the world of the of, of Hetzel? The... Like Avar. If Avar falls, holy crap! That yeah. that is that's detrimental to the entire order. And then we can because it feels like this book is. Let's start making compromises that will slowly get us to Galactic Republic era Jedi. Oh yeah, no doubt. Do you guys like book covers like this that give away stuff or like trailers that give away like something huge like Starlight Beacon falling? Um Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Would you rather uh, well, a publisher you, Camilla, not you answer do it? this, because I feel like you and I are probably on the same page. I think it's, I mean, I think it depends what the, because the fact that they gave the title was called The Fallen Star, we can already infer from that, that it means that Starlight Beacon is going to fall. So it just, it makes sense Mm -hmm. that we would see them on the cover. But then what I think is the brilliance of what they've been doing is that that's the service level, but there's something layer to that. Like Fallen Star, is it actually Starlight Beacon or is it actually something else? So it's, it's a, I feel like it's a, it's a way for them. Gen- okay. So broad generally, no, I hate spoilers so much with a passion mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have been like staying away from all of the Spider-Man stuff. It's so aggressively, yeah. but I think with this is that there it's a red herring. We are all focused on the starlight beacon and because they're putting that imagery out there that whatever's actually going to happen is gonna be devastating but at least there's a puppy on the screen this is chewy oh, see he's got the, he's got the bandolier as so you can cute. see do you so i mean you guys have read further into the high republic do you think the starlight beacon is something that could be very similar to how the star i don't know if you guys are familiar with the star forge and night sealed republic of something that is so important but it is pushed essentially away into the unknown regions and not actually destroyed I, so, honestly, it's it's not really too spoiler for me to see that Starlight Beacon is going down, mm-hmm. because I just feel like that's, it's going to happen. I think, because it's like we, I think we were talking a little bit about in the TikTok Live, is that we don't see it in either the prequel era or the original trilogy. So, how are you going to explain that? Mm-hmm. The only way you explain that is something happens to it. Yeah. And I feel like that's the more logical thing. So seeing it seeing it in like in that time, it it it's like eye opening, like like holy crap, they're actually gonna do it. But then again, I see who's writing it and I'm like, not surprised at all. This is literally uh my twenty seconds ago theory uh of Ooh, this. Here we go. We love this. I think that Disney with LucasArts or Lucasfilm is very much about connecting everything uh, very closely. I was thinking that Starlight Beacon could be something that is just forgotten, like it was damaged and forgotten, and it becomes essentially a temple that the Jedi will use and Rey will find Starlight Beacon. Wow. Go back to that picture really quick. Which one? The one of Starlight Beacon falling. Okay. This one? Because, I mean, it's... It's, it's falling to a planet. To... So, yeah. So, what is this planet? Yeah, that's such a great point. What is this is planet? It a, is it above Hetzel? Isn't that where it's, it's located? It, it it can travel, right? I'm not positive station. on that. Uh, every giant space station in the history of Star Wars has somehow figured out how to move. This is true. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. But, but the problem is, is that hyperspace hyperspace isn't is is more complicated now than it is when we see it in the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and in obviously the sequel trilogy so i mean it could 
but it also couldn't. Just like how in the Chiss, hyperspace is still they don't have the accuracy that the 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 the, the regular universe or the the regular universe has mm-hmm. since they're out in the out unknown regions. Mm-hmm. So I mean. I, it could possibly, but then again, this goes to show me, like, that 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 place ain't ain't, yeah, it's not lasting. Not yeah, I, I think I think it makes the most sense just based on where where the seer where Star Wars as a universe goes that this can't just be a random missing floating space station like something has to happen to it and it obviously yeah. looks like it's crashing into a planet. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know my very quick theory. I do. I do see in some way when Disney moves forward to moving past Rise of Skywalker content that it will somehow connect the High Republic to that because um, I think that's just they want all of their products to mesh super well together. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It's like the. It's. I mean, in in we have the whole thing about the with Luke in the Last Jedi is that don't like the Jedi were hypocrisy. Jedi were hypocrites mm-hmm. and fell into their own hubris, blah, blah, blah. We know now, we know that he's focusing on the Galactic Republic Jedi. Now, yeah, I love that because it's like Ray's building her order. She has what Luke was talking about in mind. Is she, she's going to look beyond that, hopefully, and looking beyond that takes her to the High Republic Jedi. And it's like to rebuild something, what order better to rebuild based on is the High Republic Jedi, and so yeah, it'd be a great way to connect yeah. into that way and pretty take influences from them rather than the Galactic Republic Jedi. Yeah, because I mean, just the the thing that makes me think about it is Harris and Dula, and I haven't seen Rebels, but I do know that they have connected Hera into essentially everything. Like the Ghost is in Rogue One, the Ghost is in Rise of Skywalker, Hera is in Squadrons, and Hera is one of the main characters of Alphabet Squadron, and that was just from one TV show. Um, that they have connected her to everything. So I I do, I don't, I think a lot of people, myself included, have like gotten really delayed in starting with the High Republic, but I think a lot of people are sleeping on the High Republic. And I, I, I don't think Lucasfilm would have done this and done as much as they have done if they don't have more plans for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I really encourage people who were like me, who didn't, don't have the experience. Like I missed out on watching Clone Wars week to week. I missed out on watching Rebels week to week. I missed out on like going to all of these movies premieres. I didn't start seeing these movies in theaters until Force Awakens. But I like encourage people if you're like me and you're newer to Star Wars in this way, get into the higher public because it is so exciting to get into the ground floor and then into 20 years be like, I was there when like the books dropped. I was talking to people when the books dropped. I was theorizing what's going to happen to Avar and the fallen star. And when the TV shows come out, I'm watching the TV shows week to week and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's like, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a great way to get in on the ground floor of a part of Star Wars. If you've never had that opportunity yeah. before. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I encourage people like the high Republic is, is, is a, if you're if you're looking for something that goes away from the Star Wars, uh, like it, it, it's not your, it's not connected to Star, uh, Skywalker Saga, High Republic, yeah. High Republic, High Republic, High Republic. There's there's definitely you know criticisms I have about Light of the Jedi, but as far as like an opening to a book, Light of the Jedi is like number one openings for books, like the Hetzel Collision 
or the, the the great hyperspace disaster and just like just how it's like every chapter is like less and less time and and it is just like what is like it's it's very violent the first like five chapters are incredibly violent and not not even like people are getting cut in half with lightsabers it's like yeah a ship got knocked out of hyperspace and it's going to kill a bunch of people uh it's it's very intense it's one of the things like you read it like oh this will just be you kind of have that like prequel mentality or night sealed republic mentality of like oh yes all the crazy lightsaber swinging and it's like no this is way different and so uh that that opening half honestly of light of the jedi is so good so if you haven't read it definitely read it no yeah absolutely um quickly tempest runner is getting a hardcover Lorna D is a mean, mean lady. I will not hear anything of it. <laughs> no, Malik, she cannot be saved. If you are in the chat, she cannot be saved. You cannot save her. I don't think it's, any of the Nile can be saved. No, no. Like, he is just, yeah. he's hell-bent that he can save every, like, bad female, any bad character. Um, And then to wrap up, we got new trailer stuff for um book of boba ming na wei uh, uh when ming na wen uh stated that both boba and finnick shan aren't are they're very much like anti-heroes i feel like we saw that coming because the mandalorian kind of told us this am i wrong no, I, right. I don't think boba okay. fett will ever be a good guy I don't think he will ever be a bad guy. I don't. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me let me put on let me put on the char mask. Boba Fett is the best. <laughs> uh, you can't say anything bad about Boba Fett. He, he's literally literally the epitome of Star Wars. Uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I I I don't think he will ever be considered evil. No. Uh, but I don't think he will ever care about the rebellion, the resistance with the new Republic. And he will always be, he will be Han Solo. If Han Solo didn't care about the rebellion, he will only care about himself, his money and the people that have the same goals as him. And it's one of the things I could totally see at the end of book of Boba Fett. He turns on Fennec. Wow. Interesting. Uh, and then finally with book of Boba stuff, uh, we are going to get the backstory of how he escaped the Sarlacc pet, which is exciting because that's been on everybody's mind since 1983. Uh, is he dead? Is he not dead? And then we get the revelation that he's alive in Mando 2, and we try to figure out how he survived. We have a legend. Don't we have a legend's... Yeah, he connected his consciousness with the Sarlacc pet. Duh. What? <laughs> <laughs> That that's not that's not real legends, is it? It's oh a very gosh. very broad generalization, but yes, there's something very what? similar. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna freaking have to legends. I, I'm gonna have to. I, this is this is why I can't get into legends. I'm sorry. Why not? It's great. I, it, it, it 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 just pulls me. Some of the things that they can do just pulls me out of it. So good. Um, but uh, your guys' thoughts on the Sarlacc pit? Happy we're getting it. Here's the thing, I uh, 
I love that Char's not here to talk about it because he'd be busting. He'd be just like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see how he did it. I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't have cared less about <laughs> both that. Yes. Until his episode of The Mandalorian. Bam! Uh, and you know what? That fully... doesn't inval- that doesn't in- invalidate you, Camilla. It doesn't. I, you are a true fan. It's shocking that like I can like people can be a fan of Star Wars and like not care about Boba Fett, right? Is uh, yeah. how does that work? I mean, but um, no, I mean I'm I'm very excited for Book of Boba Fett. I am more excited about that actually. This is a hundred percent true. But like I'm like I I don't have I don't have I don't feel any strongly either way about getting to see him getting in and out of the Starlight Pit. I just want to see more of his fight scenes because I loved how he like. It's, they talked about it how in in his in his fight how he worked in his culture and his background into his fighting style and like you can even see that kind of in the trailer um and so like that's what i'm really excited about to learn like to see the way that like the influences of tomato morrison's like culture is like working into how he's building out boba fett's character because we don't i mean we like don't have that much on Boba nope. Fett, which again, so that's what I'm most <laughs> excited about. But I am <laughs> I was not a Boba Fett just fan at all. I don't blame you, but like being Char's, like having Char as a co-host, Book of Boba is gonna be like we're like we're gonna get through Book of Boba, and then I'm gonna be the menace for a whole like three months, no, like a month and a half with Kenobi. So I, I just feel like it's got to be fair. Um, yeah, Jace. You know, I I don't dislike Boba Fett. Um, think Boba Fett looks super cool. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's great that we got a backstory for Boba Fett, and I know some people don't like that backstory for Boba Fett. That's fine. I understand why you wouldn't. Um. I think the most Boba Fett thing you could do is literally just have like uh, a hand coming out of the Sarlacc pit and he just crawls out and he's like, I'm not dealing with this. Like I'm Boba Fett, you know? And then it's like, I think that will satisfy. I think if you go too much deeper than that, I think it'll get to be cheesy and you'll have like arguments of like, is this how Boba Fett would have actually done it? Um, I Chase, want we have arguments like that all the time on TikTok. What else? I know. I the only thing I really want is I want the dinosaur that he's like riding on in the holiday a special. A mythosaur. Yeah, he should be riding that almost the entire series of Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> they need to incorporate as much as the holiday special into the Book of Boba Fett as physically possible. Honestly, if they just kept the animation style, I'd still be behind it. No, yeah. But guys, that's going to wrap up this amazing episode. Um, let's get a little bit into the chat here. Um, we're a little behind because you know I can't look at the chat on Streamyard, so that's great. Um, Tales. Uh, so uh, I mean, I'm trying to catch up. Uh, Beth says Sarlacc Pit POV episode when? <laughs> interesting. Could be an interesting one. I mean, side note, I wouldn't be surprised if you get a, a Sarlacc story in The Return of a Jedi, Jedi. The Jedi from a certain point of view. That's, no, yeah. That feels like 100%. Just the Sarlacc just hanging out. And then no, like, okay. oh, Sarlacc, I'm just eat. 
Sarlacc Pit. Sarlacc Pit is like, oh, 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 no, another week away. Darn it. They never taste good. Here's the here's the question that I'm actually genuinely curious about as far as like Disney's creative decision making. Do we get gaping maw sarlacc or do we get tentacle hentai sarlacc? <laughs> like, are they gonna go with pre-special edition sarlacc or post-special? Because I like the special editions. I don't like tentacle hentai sarlacc. I, I don't I, think I know the difference. I have to look this I, up later. Oh, the original oh. one, it's just a hole with teeth. It's just a gaping maw with teeth. That's the original Sarlacc pit. And the special editions, it's the beak and the and oh, you know what the you know what okay. those tentacles do in I like anime. The second one. I like the second. I, I like didn't even. I, I don't think I realized. I don't think I've ever seen actually the first one. So I've always guessed I've been. Just seen. look up. Just look up original Sarlacc pit. Uh, I, hey, I like I said, I love the special editions. I think they they changed a lot of things that were wrong and they fixed a lot of things. There's so many little details that were put in there that just really make it more Star Wars. I do not like the new Sarlacc pit. I like the old the old Sarlacc pit is way scarier. because uh, it's just a, a sinkhole with sharp teeth. That's all it is. Ooh, interesting. So interesting. I am curious if they retcon as all the people like to say <laughs> tentacle sarlacc <laughs> who knows who knows uh but yeah this has been a crazy episode a lot of technical difficulty but a lot of fun uh i want to thank everybody in the chat since i can't pull up your all of your comments i'll try to get that figured out for next time uh but i also want to thank my my two friends here uh thank you both for coming on i appreciate it uh, Nerdy Hans will be on later down the road. She had theater stuff, so that's why she wasn't on for those that are wondering. But we'll get her on. Don't worry. It'll be it'll be a grand old time. But Camilla, thank you for coming on. Where can the good people follow you? Um, yeah, well, thanks for having me. This is great. Always a fun time talking about um, the most perfect person in the world. Having oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me a couple places. First, you can find me on TikTok in two places. The first place is um, my personal page, which is Boricua Wookie, um, which you can see under my name. And then I'm also one half of uh, the Open Circle Fleet, formerly known as the Bad Batch Support Group. Um, so there are, there's might be some, um, chats about a little like, rebranding. So, um, exciting anyway. in anticipation of that, go follow, uh, 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 open circle fleet on TikTok. Um, the other half is, uh, the better half, uh, AKA, <laughs> mar.j.skywalker. <laughs> very clear. Um, and then finally, I also have a star Wars narrative podcast, uh, called beings of the galaxy that, um, tells the story of the beings in the background and how they're the heroes of their own story throughout Star Wars. So you can find that um, wherever podcasts are streaming. Also um, on Instagram, that beings of the galaxy pod. Um, and yeah, and that is me. Go check it out. So good. Oh, so, so good. <laughs> um, Beth also said, the most perfect person in the world, Padme Amidala, Camilla, your Anakin is showing. <laughs> It's like it's like Camilla is Anakin in many ways, and one of those is being absolutely, completely, <laughs> unapologetically in love with Padme. Amidala. Yeah, she's a she's a simp for she's a simp for Padme. There's so nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, Chase, 
where can the good people follow you? And thank you for being my co-host for the night. Oh, of course. I, I was super glad it. to do this. Thank you um, for popping in. But of course. Uh, yeah, you can follow me uh, on the TikTok at Forward Into the Black. Um, I, th- I just hit the 2,000 mark, so um, uh, yeah, Good little dancey dance. Yeah, uh, so I will probably start at some point start streaming on Twitch under the same name at some point. So if you like spaceship simulators uh, and me holding onto joysticks and looking deadly <laughs> into this, just deadpan into the screen and being like, "Yep, shooting rocks." Uh, yeah, I'll probably start doing that. Um, but yeah, TikTok's the number one place you can find me. And I have a question for you guys. Speaking of Anakin and Padme, I do believe the Jedi Masters forgave Anakin for all that he did. Would Padme forgive him if she would have become a Force ghost? Oh, Camilla, take this. Yeah. Yeah. This is the end of the. Are you saying? Wait, are you saying after, like, Return of the Jedi? Return yeah. of the Jedi, like, on Endor, Padme is there, and Anakin's next to her. How does Padme, as the Force Ghost in alternate Star Wars reality, how does she feel? Yeah, Padme's the first one to forgive him. I think okay. she's the she leads the charge. I I agree, but think about it this way: Padme also knows that Leia is her daughter, and that Anakin blew up a planet. That's kind of bad. <laughs> but then again, she did say at the end of Revenge of the Sith, they're still good in him. She was the only one. That we know as of right now in canon that believed that there was good in him besides Luke. So it's, it's I mean the thing is though is that just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you absolve like condone their actions. You mm-hmm. know, like the two aren't the same, but yeah, she she definitely forgives him. Okay. I mean, I, I'm with you. I think it's a lot I think it's a more interesting conversation. Than- I think they have a chat. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> i think i think the jedi like unequivocally forgive anakin of like they understand fully this is the dark side's doing um you know we should have paid more attention blah 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 you know it's on all of us you know the jedi don't want to place blame on any one person because they're they're so much better than all of us padme is a down-to-earth human being who got screwed over more than anyone in the universe so i think she comes back as a force ghost and is like She's on indoor and she's like, yeah, look, it's her son. We need to talk. (laughs) (laughs) But um, uh, you guys can follow me uh, at the Padawans podcast uh, on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at the at Padawans, I believe. And then uh, at the Padawans pod on Instagram. Go follow Char on TikTok, Char Char J. Um, but guys, that is going to be an episode. Thank you all for coming. Uh, we will see you next week. And may the force be with you. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. 
Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.